So good afternoon, everyone. Today we'll be discussing Creatio's ideas about the top use cases of leveraging low-code technology to accelerate customer-facing and operational processes. My name is Craig Thibault, and I look forward to hosting the discussion. We're also joined by Eric Hale. Eric? Hey, thanks, Gray. Welcome, everyone. Uh, Eric Hale, Director of Sales Enablement at Creatio. Um, I bring over 20 years of experience um, within uh, the CRM, low-code, and business process management uh, industries. So my role at Creatio is to align our go-to-market strategy from our marketing, sales, and operations team and ensure that uh, everybody has the necessary tools uh, to meet their goals uh, on a uh, annual basis. So again, thank you everybody for joining. And um, yeah, so we have a, a you know a few uh, insights on uh, digital transformation, uh, some of the challenges that organizations are seeing, and um, also how we can address that through low code. Uh, as um, you know, we're uh, focused on that from a creatio standpoint. Um, everything that we do revolves around uh, low code application uh, development. So when we look at digital transformation, that means a lot of different things to different people. And um, the question always ultimately is, where do we start? Um, is that you know identifying areas for automation, um, identifying the tools that can help you get there? Uh, is it uh, you know aligning your um, your processes and your data? Where to begin in that digital transformation cycle? Uh, so again, digital transformation means different things to different people. Um, it's estimated that uh, businesses will spend 2.3 trillion a year on digital transformation just within the next four years. Um, of that, uh, digital experience technology is also going to hit 7.4 trillion over the next four years. And that's according to a, a recent IDC um, study that came out. So no matter where you start within your uh, digital transformation cycle, uh, it's important to keep in mind that um, you know we need to keep customers as well as employees at the center of the process. Um, employee experience is something that uh, is oftentimes overlooked within this process, um, and uh, that really leads to low user adoption and also um, you know people not uh, getting on board with your uh, with your digital transformation strategy. So um, no matter where you begin in this this cycle, um, and again that will vary by uh, business to business, but it's important to keep uh, both uh, customers and employees at the center of all of your uh, decision making. When we look at uh, why most digital transformation initiatives fail, uh, it's not always associated with technology. Um, in, in my experience and in my conversations with uh, a lot of different types of organizations, it's really about communication and corporate direction. Uh, companies really need to be aligned um, you know, in their strategy, not just from the top down, but also uh, from the bottom up to ensure that their transformative, uh, their transformative efforts reach their goals. Um, so it really needs to have effective communication between the business side of the house as well as IT. Uh, so IT leaders are going to require some business acumen. And on the other side of that, business leaders are also going to need a basic understanding of technology. And with that marriage of business and uh, IT, if we can communicate and effectively align the strategy, uh, we can definitely succeed. 
So it's a matter of how do we align all of those resources uh, to avoid these pitfalls of uh, digital transformation, lack of employee engagement, uh, inadequate management support. Again, uh, do, we, do we have a top-down as well as a bottom-up strategy? Uh, you know, who's uh, going to be accountable for these initiatives? All of these things are pitfalls of digital transformation that um, if we don't communicate effectively, we're not going to have a good understanding of. Uh, you know, so what does, you know, success look like? Uh, it's really when our people, processes, and tools are aligned to a common goal. As I had mentioned uh, earlier, um, you know, we have to put the uh, employee at the center of our digital transformation efforts as well as customers. Um, so the importance of employee engagement, as I mentioned, is often overlooked. Uh, if we talk about, um, you know, some of the statistics, uh, engaged employees uh, that are more present, uh, present and productive uh, are, are better uh, equipped to drive uh, results for your organization, uh, whether that's better financial performance, um, again, greater profitability, uh, happy employees mean happy customers, so you get a better customer experience. Uh, and then also, uh, the high cost of employee disengagement. Uh, that's an interesting um, uh, statistics. Engaged employees cost U.S. companies up to $5.5 billion uh, per year. And, um, you know, if we do not keep uh, our employees engaged, we're going to lose out um, in the long run with our digital transformation efforts. So uh, by implementing uh, continuous improvement processes, um, you know, this will enable organizations, uh, they can keep their performance from stagnating or even regressing um, throughout a digital transformation cycle. Uh, so by implementing continuous improvement activities um, that can really enable organizations to look for new and better ways to work, uh, they can really double their chances of successfully sustaining improvements before, during, and after transformation. Uh, so after you've aligned uh, your strategy, your processes, um, and uh, your people choosing the right technology, is really going to be um, critical to the support of your efforts. Uh, if we look at some of these statistics, um, only 20% of exe uh, executives feel well-prepared for the future due to their inefficient tech stack. That's from Deloitte. Um, if we look at uh, more than 75% of digitally maturing organizations, um, they provide their employees with resources and opportunities to develop their digital acumen compared to only 14% of early stage companies. So, Having the right technology in place um, is also uh, equally important. So once you have that strategy aligned, you, will, you define your processes and you communicate through that team, it's really a matter of defining the right technologies that are going to support your efforts. Uh, so uh, why low code? Uh, and as I had mentioned at the beginning, uh, Creatio has uh, a low code uh, application and process automation platform. And this is really what is at the foundation of Creatio. And um, why we feel that's important uh, is because it's going to enable uh, companies to be more agile. So um, having the ability to uh, create um, you know, applications at the business level, um, they're able to uh, you know, create those applications without any heavy IT involvement. They can rapidly create, uh, automate, adjust applications and processes based on their specific needs. 
And this really gives them the flexibility to meet their business objectives faster and also in a more agile way than traditional development. Uh, because low code is so easy to configure and administer, this can be a huge cost savings also to organizations. So what can you create using uh, low code platforms? Um, it, it really can be anything, right? That's, that's the answer, right? We can create everything from front office customer facing applications through backend operational processes and also automate seamless business processes between the two. Uh, so connecting that front office and back office and how does that data and, and process flow, uh, we can do that as well. Uh, you can also easily create uh, intuitive user interfaces, data models, uh, as well as configure AI and machine learning algorithms uh, faster and easier than using traditional methods. Uh, so that's really uh, how we're able to utilize low code uh, to uh, really agilely uh, create these applications and then manage them uh, on an ongoing basis. Um, so if we look at front office processes for uh, customer facing operations like sales, marketing and service, um, you know, we can start to support those, uh, but also uh, where we might overlook some, uh, some processes that can be automated is really in the middle and back office processes like say project management, approvals management, or even uh, inventory management. Uh, we can also easily configure change and adapt user interfaces uh, to create greater user adoption of the application. We can easily create and manage integration with other uh, third-party applications and also create workflows and processes that will lead the users to the next best action or the next best offer. Uh, so we can do that either through a process flow or a business process, but also, um, as I had mentioned, because it's low code, we can also easily uh, set up uh, predictive AI and machine learning algorithms to help in that process as well. So when we talk about low code platforms, uh, we really break, I, I like to break it down into four parts, um, you know, and it's really surrounding uh, designing and documenting processes. So utilizing visual modeling tools, uh, out of the box uh, templates and processes that we can configure to our uh, specific needs, um, having the ease of uh, a drag and drop interface, uh, and also uh, being able to reuse and repurpose uh, some of that technology that we're building very easily. So um, in that first part, it's really about designing and documenting our processes. Uh, and then as we move into um, some of the, uh, the other functionalities, it's really giving you the tools to administer the platform. Um, so how do we uh, scale? How do we ensure that um, we are providing the best level security within the application itself? Uh, how do we um, uh, configure it to um, go across multiple platforms? Also, um, when we look at processes and we look at applications, uh, we have to understand um, how they're performing and where we can make process improvements. So getting all of that reporting and monitoring into uh, that application is um, you know, gonna be equally important. And then finally, you know, once we have that up, we're understanding it, we have all the reporting and monitoring, um, it's the ongoing application lifestyle management, lifecycle management of uh, that application and process as well. So uh, when we look for low-code platform features, uh, these are the essential features that are going to uh, ensure um, the, uh, the viability of your application or your process going forward. Uh, so when we say we enable citizen development, right? Um, you know, so in low code enables citizen developers. And what do we mean by citizen developer? Uh, 
uh, you know, by definition, it's a non-professional who uses low-code or no-code technology to develop applications. Uh, you know, just uh, in general, low-code um, technology is going to enable um, uh, people to become a developer in any company, right? So any business user now becomes a developer. And it's really anticipated that the market for low-code platforms is going to hit 21.2 billion by the year 2022. Uh, so this is growing at a compound rate of 40%, according to analysts at Forrester. Uh, and really this creates distinct advantages over traditional uh, development solutions. Uh, traditional development solutions can be cumbersome, they can be expensive, um, difficult to customize to specific business requirements. Uh, so this is really where citizen development comes into play uh, to help organizations through their digital transformation cycles. Low-code platforms uh, really help organizations in key areas. Uh, we talked about uh, the ability for uh, business users to be able to create their own processes, their own applications, uh, their own configurations, and this really helps reduce the strain on IT departments. Uh, so when we look at citizen developers, um, they can start to take some of that configuration work um, away from IT departments. We all know that IT departments, their backlogs are growing. Um, they don't have the ability to keep up with the business needs. Uh, so enabling citizen development allows IT departments to focus on the more heavy lifting. Uh, so that's one benefit of uh, low-code uh, platforms and citizen developers. Um, we can also manage change more efficiently. Uh, if there's one thing that, uh, you know, the recent health crisis has shown is that we have broken processes within most of our organizations. And it's forced a lot of companies to uh, face the fact that they need to adapt to change quickly. Um, traditional development methods uh, can be uh, long in terms of their development cycles. Uh, that's where low code really can come in and enable people to adapt to change more efficiently. Uh, another uh, key component of low-code and citizen development is really how we can break down data silos. Um, in most organizations, uh, customer data, employee data are all being held in disparate systems. So how do we combine all of that into a single system? Well, we can connect that utilizing low-code uh, process automation and bring all of that data into a single user interface and create custom applications that are able to leverage that data. Uh, so that really gives the ability to make better data-driven decisions. Uh, so uh, we talked about um, traditional uh, development methods as well as citizen developer me uh, methods. And um, if we look at it from a total cost of ownership perspective, uh, citizen development resources can be anywhere from 14 to 19 percent cheaper than traditional uh, developer uh, methods. So um, we can actually help to lower total cost of ownership by enabling citizen development. And last but certainly not least, um, when we talk about uh, the employee experience as well as you know increasing our uh, our, our customer experience. Um, Low-code can help you design intuitive user interfaces so that your employees can work the way that they live. Uh, we want to make sure that they have contextual spaces to work in uh, that makes sense and enables them to navigate systems very easily. So uh, low-code can be utilized to create these uh, intuitive user interfaces which will help uh, increase user adoption and ensure that uh, your digital transformation cycles are, uh, are effective. Uh, so 
these are just some examples of how low code can help organizations move through that digital transformation cycle. Thanks, Eric, for for your discussion before. We can move forward here to you know talk specifically about Cratio's low-code capabilities. It's important to emphasize that our platform facilitates automation of all tasks ranging in complexity across use cases and across um, industries. So making this a really truly flexible and industry agnostic solution. Uh, our unified CRM to align sales, service, and marketing, our BPM engine to change processes faster, and our low-code platform, which enable everyone to be a developer. Creatio's uh, low-code studio offering is built on the foundation of our full all-encompassing CRM suite of sales, service, and marketing. And this is really what, what drives and what differentiates our platform. Uh, again, giving our users the ability to create customized applications for process management and for the unified CRM suite. Um, our low-code studio tool uh, enables users to build full-fledged applications for sales, service, and marketing functions. And additionally here, we have you know, noted that our marketplace, uh, which is the online forum where our large community of partners share over believe it's 600 add-ons, connectors, and templates used by Creatio's customers for specific needs and specific use cases um, really facilitates and, and accelerates that um, implementation process and uh, facilitates organization-wide digital transformation. Thank you so much for joining us today and thank you Eric for leading this discussion. Thank you, Craig.